Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped Striped. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dagwood Mills. That draws us to Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. God is going to do a powerful thing in your life today. If you believe it, shout amen. Last week, Prophet shared a powerful scripture until the word of God came. God's word tried him. Today, you are going to receive a word that will take you higher. If you believe it, shout amen. Our first testimony is from Dio Dene from Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. Dio Dene, tell us what has God done for you. Um, I want to thank God for the great change in my life. Uh, it's happened that when I was growing at age of six to seven, I had a sexual encounter with one of my cousins. So I, in GHS, all my mind is to become, I mean, a serious porn actor. Because all my mind, everything, like when I see a woman, I mean, it's sexual comes in my mind. So it's happened that I've joined a group of people in my area who are my fathers in sin. They have been taught me masturbation, a lot of things. But I kept on growing. It happened that... Where are you from? I'm from Togo. So all these things happened in Togo. So I have to leave home to go and stay on my own so that I can feel free to do whatever I wanted to do. This was at what age? I'm 15 to 18. So I was depending on my own, like having girls, having fans, whatever I can do. So at the age age of 20... Now, I started thinking to become a celebrity. And I hear about Illuminati people. So, I decided to travel. I, want to, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm going anywhere. So, I leave the country. I was traveling. I was going. And I came to, I mean, I came to Accra. I decided, oh, I, have to, I want to pass some few days in Ghana and see if I can meet some people who can introduce me there. Uh, the people, what I'm looking for, the power. If I can get it, to get money, to have cars, to have funds. So I've found to, I come to uh, find their place. And I have found their, the place. Yes, please. I have the number. So they told me that I should call the headmaster so that he can introduce me and then everything will be okay. I didn't know it was a school. You will never call such a headmaster in Jesus' name. Wow. And what happened? So what happened? And that very Sunday, it was Friday somewhere. So Sunday, I was passing by a station. And I met a young lady 
who is inviting me to church and he gave me an invitation card that I'll be reading Lighthouse Chapel International. And I told her that um, me, I'm a Christian, so I don't need to come to church. So I know Jesus Christ. I know that he's come to die to us, so for us. So I don't want to. Let's see if I can come. And somewhere, somehow, Sunday, I found myself in church. You went to the church? I went to the church. It was in the classroom. Actually, it was, uh, I've moved from Accra to the western region where I don't know anybody. This was where the lady invited you? Yes, please. Western in the western region. region? Yes, in Takwa. So I went to the church. The church was in the classroom. I went there. I mean, I cannot speak English. I cannot speak tree. I just sit there, listen to what they are saying. The service was in English and tree. And tree. So, you couldn't speak any of the No, please. So I was there. I mean, it's like that. I can feel within me that, I mean, there's a peace in my heart. There's a peace in my heart. I was there. I was listening to So after the church, uh, the pastor called me. And we are talking about, I cannot talk. I mean, I cannot say anything. I'm just doing hands to explain myself. He was just doing hands to explain himself. Somebody, can you do some hands to explain yourself? Wow. It happened that the next week, I don't know, I went. Because when I I went there last week, I was, I mean, I was, I felt peace in my, within me. So the following week, I went. The next week, I went. And the pastor called me. And he introduced me to the messages of the prophet who is at preach in ISI. He preached about fathers. But then, my father... And those, and, those were translated into French? Yes, please. So, they have a French translation and English. So, by then, my father, I mean, we can clash by the, by the roster. I mean, he doesn't know me, I don't know him. You can clash by your father? Yes, please. He doesn't know you, he doesn't... Yes, please. Somebody shout, yeah! yeah. Wow. Because I felt that, and everything that I was doing because of him, but in the message, the prophet was saying that it's not God didn't say that honor your father who pay your school fees. Honor your father who has, I mean, do something for you. But God said that honor your father and your mother. Even though he's a madman or he's in prison, you have to honor him. And I listened to the message. I was like, ah. So this thing is like, I'm saying that I used to accuse my father because of, I mean, what? Because I, I used to accuse him that because of him, I have decided to live this life. What happened after that? And what's happened? At, and I was keep on soaking the message, keep on soaking the message, and I was touched. And one day I called him. But the way he received me, in the normal way, it can never happen. It can never happen. But it didn't end there. He himself, he took his phone and used to call me and ask of me and I was, I mean, I don't know how to explain You were telling it. me that now you have a better relationship with your dad. Now, he can pick, I mean, it was two weeks ago, he called me. He said he just want to see how am I doing, how is campus, how is everything. But what I cannot understand that my father is an orthodox member. My mother or my family. But when I, I become convinced by the ministry of the prophet, and I decided to serve God, and decided to come to the Bible school, when I call him and I talk to me, it's like he doesn't have any reaction. But wow. normally, I mean, some people, some people were talking that how can your father orthodox member and you want to become a pastor? Where did you hear this thing? Where were they when you were clashing into your father and you were inviting him? Somebody shout, "Here!" You are hearing a word, and the word is changing your life today. If you believe it, shout, "Amen!" So, do you believe? Do you believe in the in the power of the words when you? come to church when i come to church like i i believe it so much that 
I say, I don't know that all these things are there, but where am I going? That if it's like I didn't meet that lady that day, by today, where should I where will I be? And I keep on meditating on it. Like and he's grateful. That's why it's in the Bible school. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Our second testimony is coming from Lady Lady Deto. She's from the Dancing Stars. Sorry. Lady, tell us what has God done for you. I would like to thank God for saving me from a fatal accident. Uh, every Sunday when I come to church, almost every Sunday, I save the, the prayers or the prophecies, the prophecy before I even listen to it on the podcast. I save it on my phone. And mostly they are prayers after communion, prophecies after communion. So last week, last two weeks Sunday, I came to church and as usual, I recorded the prayer the prophet said after communion. And the prayer was actually about financial provision. God is removing us from a rented house to our own house. But all of a sudden, Daddy just stopped and said, receive a higher grace for your life. Receive angelic support for your life. And receive superior angels. Receive superior Superior angels. angels. And I really believe the prayer. I recorded it. I took it home. The Monday morning when I was going to work, I woke up very late. So I couldn't have my quiet time. I couldn't pray. So I just press play on the prayer and I was doing whatever thing I had to do to get ready and go to work. So I went to work. I had a normal day as usual. My two, two of my brothers came to visit me at my workplace. So we're coming back home together. So um, I, we picked the car at 37 and we're going to kiss a man. So before we got to Achimota police station, there was um, a lot of traffic. So the, the driver decided to use another route. So we went to pass some small, small roads and at a juncture, we are supposed to come back to a main road from a U-turn. The driver didn't look on the road. He just engaged the road. And at that time, and at that time, shout here. May you look before you engage a road in Jesus' name. Wow. And what happened? At that time, he entered the road without looking and a huge tipper track was coming because we were, fr- we were doing a U-turn. Is that a tipper track? Yes, it looked like this. It looked like this. She was telling me a huge, and I said, "What is a tipper track?" So she said, "This was this is this is the type of track that was coming, yes. and it was coming straight for your church row, straight in, straight behind us as we turn. It was coming this way, and me and my junior brothers, the the three of us were sitting at the back. So yes. if something could have would have happened, we would be the first people to die from this accident, and. At that point, I was listening. Somebody sent me a video from daddy, a short video. So I was listening to it. I had my earpiece on. So I couldn't really, I was hearing the noise, but I didn't know that the shout was from where I was. And the guys were shouting. Everybody on the road has held their head. It's like, for them, this is it. The accident has already happened. We were, we, the, the tipper truck actually break. They break, but they didn't stop. And our driver panicked and he stopped. And they are, no, none of the two cars stopped. And since we were sitting at the back, I could just see that the tipper truck was like a few centimeters or inches. Like, yeah! You will never be pressing that. Are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a shout of praise. You will escape, even if it is by a few centimeters. Shout here. Wow, wow. So, we just sped off. None of the cars stopped. So we, 
it's paid off in a very miraculous way. You believe it's the prophecy way. you were listening to that morning. Yes, you I said, receive what? Superior angel. That's the, the past. Only that an angel of me. superior force can stop a deeper track that is coming at top speed with momentum, mass, and velocity and accelerating right for a treacherous. Only a superior angel can divert it. If you believe it, shout amen. And today a word is coming to you. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. Our next testimony is from Noah Mankwa. Please do it better for him as he comes up stage. Hallelujah. He has a new brand new testimony. Shout here. Noah, tell us what has God done for you. Pastor Paul, I want to give God all the glory for blessing me with a divine provision to be able to go to school. Wow, tell us about it. And Pastor Paul, I completed SHS two years ago. But when I completed SHS, even though before I was coming to complete, I knew that for me, dear, to go to university, no, no, no. It's not in my dictionary. So as I completed, I went ahead because I know that I won't be able to go to university. I went ahead to look for a job. I went even to work in a phone shop just to get some skills. But as I kept coming to church, the prophets one day doing the service, he prophesies that anything that makes you look pitiful, people look, people feel pity for you. Anything that when you think about it, it makes you cry. It's being taken away. When the prophet started prophesying, I just felt tears coming out from my ears because whenever I think... <laughs> it's nice, it's nice. It's nice. Please, please, please take your time. Take your time. Take it easy. You felt tears coming out of you. Yes, in my eyes. All right, tell us, tell us. So, what happened? So, I, 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 when I, I just feel like whenever I think about my school, I, I weep a lot. So I believe in the prophecies, and as I kept coming to church, as I kept coming to church, from nowhere I received a call, and then the call came and they were like, "What's my situation now? Am I school or anything?" And I said, "No, oh, no, I'm working." And then another week later, I received another call, and when the call came. The call was like, no, I'll go and get an admission form. I was like, hey, me, I'll go for admission form. The money to even get the admission form, Pastor Paul, I didn't know how. So I was there, and I received another call. Then the call came, the money was set for me to go for the admission letter, wow. Pastor Paul. <laughs> so when I received the money, I thought, oh, maybe it will end there because I have to continue. But a week later again, I received another call. <laughs> Pastor Paul, when I received the call, a money that I've never seen before, like Pastor Paul was sent for me to go and used to pay my school fees. Yes. Pastor Paul and also <laughs> it didn't end. Don't, don't, don't tell me receive another call. No, no, no. It's too much. It's too bad. Too many calls for one person. You will receive another call in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of praise. You received another call. Pastor Paul, I received another call. And when I received the call, I thought maybe for provisions and stuff. Because I was thinking of how I was staying in Tema and coming to, I gained admission to the University of Ghana by God's grace. So I was thinking of how to come to school. But no, no, God has already taught for me already. (laughs) So when I received the call, the money that came was like, Pastor Paul, I used to get accommodation on campus. Wow. And unfortunately, when I went for the accommodation, the lowest one were all full. So I thought... I can't get it. But miraculously, another money was set and I received a higher money. This is the force of prophecy. Receive the word today in Jesus' name. Wow. Wow. 
of all, and I just just that with that much. I just received money after money after money after. Like right now, first of all, the money that I need is to come to church. It's part of the blessings that I receive. You've not finished chapter. Give the Lord a shout of praise. What happened on Friday? As I was, amazingly, this Friday, I found myself in a lecture hall. Wow. And I, I found a lecture standing in front of me. Oh. I started in front of me. And when I looked around, I was like, me, I'm also in school. And I can also say that I'm on campus and I'm going for lectures. Wow. And first of all, when I thought of it, I just knew that it's just by the grace of God. Celebrate the goodness of God. Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? I'm persuaded God is going to do the same thing for you too. If you believe it, shout amen. I want to say a very big thank you to the prophet of the house for loving us and caring for us. Always all his prayers is for us to be a better person. I want to thank you for the messages and the, the sermons. It's really helping us. And the prophecies are coming practically for us. And I want to thank everybody that we should keep believing the words and our life are not going to be the same. It will never be the same again. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. And our final testimony is coming from Mrs. Doi Doi. Put your hands together for her. She insisted I add Mrs. to her name. You will be called Mrs. Do in Jesus' name. Wow. Mrs. Doyle, tell us what has God done for you. I want to thank God for miraculously opening a door for my wedding through the prophecies of the prophet. Wow, tell us about it. Three years ago, I met my husband, then a friend, and it was quite a challenge because we are at the Anakazo Bible School. I am from Sierra Leone, and he is a Ghanaian. Yes, so it was a whole lot of things. People were saying it will never happen. Like they were so sure that it will never happen. But I remembered I had the privilege to be in a meeting with daddy. And as I was telling him, he told me that you don't have a problem. What did he say? You don't have a problem. So with that, we continued to be in the relationship. And, and we became that, beloved. So after that, we had to not practically get married. And <laughs> okay, and, and what happened? Another word came again last year, the beginning of this year. Daddy was praying, and he said that you will get married, and he even gave a specific number of weddings, seventy-seven. Then I told myself, I am one of that number. And this big church. Yes. And all these people, yes. you said you were part of the 77 I people. told myself that one of that number is me, is mine. So upon that, we decided to join the marriage school. We didn't have anything, daddy. But just because you said that you will marry this year, we joined the marriage school. And now the challenge was that we have to go to Sierra Leone. How are we getting, how, how, how will we get there? But daddy said you will marry. So with that, God supernaturally made a way. We went to Sierra Leone. And as we went to Sierra Leone, we saw there was a force compelling the people to support, to give. I, I can't explain it, but the prophecies are real. There were, I, I, I remember a particular person 
before I went, we went to CLU, my mom sent me a message that this person has decided to pay for the hall. I said, oh, wow. I was shocked. Then no, my mother said, he has bought a cow. I was like, really? Because I was surprised. Then my mother sent me a message again that, oh, he's buying the drinks. Like, I saw people who couldn't give, giving. There was a force pulling them to do something for the wedding. Wow. And you were telling me about your wedding. You know, they had to go all the way to Sierra Leone. So that means friends in Ghana couldn't come for the wedding. Yes. All these people couldn't come. But you were telling me the wedding was beautiful. The wedding was beautiful. In attendance, we have First Love Church McKinney, First Love Church Connor, First Love Church Jewett. They were all there in their numbers to support us. And we felt the love of the church. Are you not grateful there's a First Love Church everywhere? Give the Lord a shout of praise. They were all at your wedding. All of them were there. It's like it is it is it's 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 like it's a first love thing. So they were there in support. The one that really touched my heart was the one from McKinney, Pastor McDonald, because I told him like a week or so, he said I will be there. Then he came all the way from McKinney to be in attendance. And I was so grateful that they were there. Wow. She has received her wedding ring. Receive yours too. In the mighty name of Jesus, put your hands together for powerful testimonies. Amen. Are you blessed to be in church today? Church three people say it's a good day to be in the house of God. Amen. I believe today we are in for a blessing. And I believe that God is going to speak to our hearts and change us. Uh, Last week, I was really blessed, and I genuinely feel that we are being changed by the word. Um, Last week, Prophet read a verse. He said, Joseph was laid in fetters and in irons until the day that his word came. And I believe that today is the day that your word is coming. And if today is your first time here, maybe somebody invited you, but um, you're here for the first time. I want to tell you that this is the best part of the service. People's lives are being changed every week by the word of God and the power of the prophecies that are coming forth in this church. So open your heart. Paul said, I commit you to the word of grace, which is able to build you up. And I believe today God is going to build us up. God is going to free us from every chain and every iron. God is going to set us free. God is going to promote us. God is going to transform everything that concerns you. God is taking you out of the miry clay and setting your feet on the solid rock. If you expect a miracle, put your hands together. Scream first love as we welcome my father the prophet, Bishop, Dag, Heward, Mills. You don't sound like you expect a miracle. First love church, lift your hands and sing. I believe. God to speak to you today by his spirit something is going to make a big difference in your life today in the name of Jesus a big difference in your life father thank you for a big difference in our lives by your mighty power we are grateful 
for guiding us by your Holy Spirit into all truth. Beautiful things are happening in our lives. Thank you for what you can do for us that we cannot get from the university. We cannot get from town. We cannot get from home. But it's what you can do for us. We thank you for this blessing today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be here this morning? Beautiful. Now, today, I want to us to continue looking at what we can only get from God. You see, when you come to church, you must ask yourself, what I get in church, I cannot get from the university. Should be the case. What do you think? Because the universities are to give us, what are they to give us? Philosophy, political science, French, what else? Psychology, law, mechanical engineering, history, actuarial science. This is what we go to university to get. So when you come to church, you should not expect to come and get economics. Which also you can get from the university. And what? Financial management. Equity. Law. Public finance. And so on. Those are things you can get from Gimpa. This is not Gimpa. If you want to go to Gimpa, uh, look, we can show you the way. We can even get an Uber to take you there. And it's not far at all. Okay? So, serving God and coming to the house of God is coming for some other reason. To get something that we can't get from these places. Alright? Politicians cannot give you what we get in church. They also have what they offer. Do you see? So they, they also have rallies which you can attend. Yes, you can, they have rallies you can attend. Sometimes they give out t shirts. We don't give t shirts here. And you never come to church and have 50 CDs on every chair. You rather have to give offerings in church. No apologies for that. (laughs) So I hope you are understanding that coming to church is coming to get something that you don't get from these other places. Very, very important. Because sometimes we as pastors, we want to feel important and try to give what is given at the university. You get it. So that's, it's almost as though that makes it important. We want to give what is given in the university and um, to help management 
finances, and so on. So, if you want that, you came to the wrong place. Here, we are coming to get what we can get from God. So, there is, there is God's things, what God can do for us. And that's what we need, and that's what we are here for. All right? Now, when you hear prophecies, you see, in church, there is also something that we believe in. You get it? Like we believe in prophecies. The Bible says, despise not prophesying. Don't look down on it when you hear prophecies. You get it? Because when you look down on prophecies, you miss out on a large section of the things that God gives. Why? In the Old Testament and throughout the the journeys of men with God, people were called prophets. Prophets. It's like somebody who speaks for God. So as you've come here, you have to believe that you are hearing something that is being spoken to you from God by this person who's an ordinary person but it happens that God is speaking to you through the person alright so that's very important and it's important to believe in the prophet otherwise the words that are coming from the person are downgraded to a lecture and they are downgraded to knowledge and they are downgraded to counseling of a human sort. You understand? And there is no need to miss out on the great things that come from God. Also, the great things that come from God come through his word. He sent his word and healed them. So, the coming of his word is very powerful. So, believing in his prophets, believing in the word, believing in the words of God, and the more sure word, what I'm holding here, the Bible, is more sure than anything I can ever say. Or any, anybody, for that matter, can ever say. So, generally, I'm just saying all this as a preamble to what I'm going to say, which is that I'm, I'm going to share with you what comes from you get only in a church. Yeah. You get only in a church and only in the house of God. And through this, you know, your life changes totally. Amen. So our subject is faith. And faith is a beautiful subject because faith and you can call my message faith opportunities. Opportunities that come to your life through faith. And I want you to look with me to Hebrews 11. All right? And I love verse 29. I love verse 29. Because it provides a beautiful control. It says, by faith. I know usually when people are 
teaching about faith, they start from Hebrews 11.1, 1, but I start from Hebrews 11.29. When I'm teaching about faith, Hebrews 11.29, because it says that by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. You will pass through the Red Sea too. Your personal Red Sea, which wants to drown you and end your journey. It wants to end your journey and also drown you and end your story. But your story is not ending now. Which the Egyptians tried to do, are saying to do, were drowned. That shows you that Egyptians who didn't have faith in God tried to do the same thing and it didn't end well. That shows you that faith had made them not into swimmers. No, don't think of swimming. You see, maybe counseling or knowledge from the university could have turned them into swimmers. Are you with me? Yes. Could have made them swimmers. And they could have swam across. That's a good idea as well. Swim across the Red Sea. Well, we, we all need to go visiting the Red Sea one day to see how, how wide it is. And see whether indeed we can swim across the Red Sea. But anyway, people swim across even the British Channel and so on. People swim across. They just cover themselves with some Vaseline and then they, they swim. Yeah, to protect them a bit from the water. And then they, they, they swim across cold water. Yeah. They swim 21 miles and they'll be swimming. So that is also something you could practice. But I don't think the Israelites had the time to practice. They were suddenly faced with this water, which was trying to cut the story of their life short and finish off the testimony. And they were able to go through by faith. By faith. I said most people who preach about faith start from Hebrews 11.1. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1, you see. Faith is the substance. Every time I read that verse, it almost kills my mind of what faith is. I don't understand it again. Or I understand it. It's almost, it, it just becomes too deep for me. It's too deep for me. So I think I like this 29. Because it sort of shows you that things are more possible. And when there is faith, which others don't have, their lives are also different. Because they are not able to do what you could do with faith. When you had faith. You get it? So it says, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Wow. Which the Egyptians are saying to do or trying, attempting to do were drowned. All of them drowned. Chariots couldn't swim. Egyptians could even the swimming Egyptians those who had been for swimming lessons, those who had swimming pools in their house, all of them drowned. The soldiers, everybody, they drowned. So faith, therefore, is something for you. You need faith. You can't get this thing in the university. University, you can never learn how to cross a dread sea, the, dread, the Red Sea. It's, it's, not, it's not taught in university. Okay, how many have been to the university or are in the university? Raise, raise your hand, please. I need... Now, I want anybody who studied how to cross a Red Sea 
on dry land in the university. Please raise your hand. Who studied swimmingology? Is there swimmingology in, in, the, in the university? What, what's oceanography? Oceanography, please. If you did oceanography, stand up. Oceanography. Marine science. Maritime. Beautiful. Maritime University. Stand up. Anybody who went to Maritime? Danzel. Maritime University. And who else? Is there anybody who... What did you study in Maritime? Do you know how to cross a sea? Um, swimming was a course. Swimming? Yes. For four years. But never how to cross. <laughs> so can you swim? Yes. By the grace of God. If you can't swim, you don't go to the next um, year. It's like it's a course if you fail. If you fail. Wow. Okay. And is there any course for crossing a sea? Not at all. But okay, you have swimming and what else? We have swimming, we have um, naval architecture. Naval architecture? Yes. What's that about? Um, we basically design ships. No. Um, you design no. ships? Yes. Naval architecture. Um, um, we have marine engineering. Marine engineering? Yes. Okay. How about engineering? Was there something about how to cross it? No. The only way, we can only build a boat to cross, but to walk on the dry land. To walk on dry land. Because there's even a beach by the school and none of us have attempted to try and cross. (laughs) By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. You didn't study any of this crossing a sea as by dry land? No, at all. So do you think that all the students of Maritime University can pass through the... (laughs) The sea. I don't think so at all. No. At all. Oh, you, you, you also went to maritime. And what did you study there? You did oceanography. Oh, come, please. Oceanography. Okay, what, what do you study in oceanography? did um, basics of swimming. So we went to Maritime University to learn that. That's basics of swimming. Oceanography. So we do Anything else? Survival skills for staying in the ocean. Survival skills for staying in the ocean. Wow. Survival skills for staying in the ocean. Anything else? Again, swimming, no. No other courses in oceanography? For swimming, no. No, apart from swimming, any other course? Because it's ocean. This is the ocean. Anything oceanography, I mean, you should be able to cross the Red Sea or the Red um, Ocean engineering. Ocean engineering. And what else? What, mention science. the courses. Nautical science. Nautical science. Yes, um, what is nautical science about? Um, study of the sheep and. Yeah, ship. Yeah, the sheep. Okay, sheep is different from sheep. Okay. Uh, and what else? Don't. Don't. Yes? Um, Nautical science. science. Remote sensing. Remote sensing. Geographic information system. What? Geographic information system. Geographic information system. There's a wet salad then. And what else? What else? Benthic ecology. What? Benthic ecology. Benthic. What's that? That's the study of the bottom of the ocean. Study of the bottom. This is it. This is it. This is the course we are looking for. Benthic. Come here. Come here. 
Benthic what? Bent, how do you spell it? B-E-N-T-H-I-C. Then ecology. Benthic ecology. Do you think Moses did the study of what? Benthos. That's the bottom of the ocean. The study of the bottom of the ocean. Benthos. Benthos is the floor. Do you how to cross the floor? No. <laughs> wow. Oceanography. Benthic ecology. Is it called Benthic ecology? Clap for this oceanography. Thank you. Thank you. Oceanography. You still couldn't cross with benthic ecology. Wow. There are courses so. You see why people don't have jobs. <laughs> There's no job to do after school. After studying the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> hey, more <I'm a> boy. <laughs> All right. So by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. So your life without faith will mean that it will be cut short at the Red Sea. Yes. But with faith you will be crossing what people will be crying over. You will be going over what will be killing people. You'll be surviving what should have ended your life by faith in God. So faith is a very great thing for your life. And faith comes by hearing. Yes. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. So when you hear. And you hear the word of God. You have faith in what God says. So the more you hear from God, the more you tend to believe. You see, those who have heard of tithing, they believed it without struggling at all. When you see people who are tithers, paying tithes, I mean, you see, there's no struggle. People even calculate when, they, when you go for a job and they say, your salary is 1500 They immediately calculate that my real salary is 1350 That's actually what? Yes, after tithe and then tax. That's, they calculate it like that. They don't struggle at all. You can pay them in dollars, Euros, pounds, whatever. When they hear the salary, they just tithe it. And they know this is the capital. They don't struggle at all. Those who have, are not used to paying tithes, they really struggle. Because they've not heard enough of it. But the more you hear the word of God, the more you realize that, you know, my life must be more than my efforts. God is also making an effort in my life. And I owe my tithe to God. Because of God's involvement in my life. Just as we we have a duty to pay taxes. Do you see? We owe it 
to God to pay our tithes. So people who pay tithes, it's so easy. So the more you hear, the more you have faith in whatever area it is about. That's why you have much more easily people from our church saying they want to go on missions. It's not quite a common thing to go to other places and hear somebody say, I'm going to Mozambique. I mean, I was just in in the room there talking to some young men. I was telling them about some cities. Anloga, Keta, Sogakope, and um, Agbozume, Akachi, Kliko, and so on. And I was telling them that these towns have been targeted. Yes. Yes. And they are excited. One came to see you. Yes, he said today that he said he has chosen some towns in Botawi. I was too excited. I almost chose one. But I told him I have to take my time. Yes. He's, he, he was so excited to hear. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't even know this. You, you say what? I wasn't at the meeting. He came to see me that something wonderful has happened. Some towns in Volta have been selected. One is for him. These are all graduates from the university with degree in this, 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 mechanical engineering, this, that, that. But you see, oh, I, no, there's no oceanography. I'm not a good one. You know? <laughs> but you see, you, you find more people easily doing certain things. Do you, you understand the word easily? Like, it seems, it seems to be more natural for a person who's gone to the university, got a degree, this and that, he's whatever, he's going to a Bible school and he's going to a university, uh, he's going to what, no, some of these towns that have been mentioned, which most Ghanaians will not want to go to. We say, no, why should I go from Accra? I'm going to this, to, to, to Agbozume. I'm going backwards. To them, they'll say, I'm going backwards. Yeah, but they are rather coming. There's rural urban migration, not urban rural migration. Which course is that? Urban rural social studies. Social studies. Social studies. In in which school? The JHS. JHS. Yes. Reasons for rural rural urban migration. Number one. Lack of jobs. Poverty. Lack of employment. Lack of infrastructure. Uh, lack of education. Search for greener pastures. No roots. No, no roots. No, no roots. <laughs> you see, you learn this in JSS. Yes. I was explaining the other day that our educational system is actually amazingly giving the solutions and the causes of the problems we have in the country. Rural urban migration. And it's actually taught at JSS. Lack of infrastructure. <laughs> Lack of infrastructure, lack of jobs, search for greener pastures, lack of educational facilities in the rural areas. It is taught we teach, but we don't let it at O level. Lack of what? Healthcare. Yes. So to move from Accra to Pandai, to move from Accra to Anloga, is it's not a usual direction of migration. You see. But you, you have people here. You see, wh- when you don't have faith, you are saying to do, you try to do that, and it won't work. If you don't have faith, I wouldn't advise you to move from Accra to Anloga. I wouldn't advise you to do that. No, don't, do, don't, 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 don't go there. Yes, that can be maybe the end of your, of your, of your, of your, of your, of your life. A saying to do. Yes. 
You'll be drowned. By that move, you could be drowned. Your life will be ending. Yes. Without faith. So you see more people trying to do and doing certain things. Why? Because they have more faith. Because they keep hearing certain things, which you, have, you hear some of, about them today as well. Yes. So faith is a wonderful thing. The more you hear faith, the more you hear about things of God, more it, it just comes. So faith comes by hearing. Don't, don't, don't be wondering when has faith come. You can't really tell when it comes or when it's coming. It's like an, an invisible cloud of belief that sort of descends on you and your mind and your heart. And you gradually become a more believing person. Let's take another amazing instruction in the Bible. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands. You know, if you ever meet someone who's grew up in America and has this American way of describing things, they'll call it abuse, abuse, inequality, injustice, female abuse, misogyny. What's misogyny? Uh, stand up, please. Hatred of women? No, what is it? Um, hatred of women. Hatred of women, misogyny, and what else? Yes? Patriarchy. Patriarchy. What's that? Like men taking control of everything. Men taking control of everything. Patriarchy. And what else? Those of you from... Yes? Women's rights. Women's rights. And what else? Those of you who've been living in America, tell us. I'm sexism. Sexism. All these four girls have been staying in America. That's why they have the word. The words just come. So when you marry, when you marry such a person, before you realize the word sexism, patriarchy, and what else? Misogyny. This is misogyny. This is patriarchy. This is sexism. This is women's rights. I'm always pounding this fufu. <laughs> Father, it shall not be in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. But you see, when you come to a place where people are hearing, wife, submit yourself to your own husband. You'll be surprised how happily and naturally my, my husband says we, we are going right. So that's the only thing that's happening. We are going right. Master says we are going left. Uh, uh, he said we are going left, so we're going left. Depend on what you hear. Faith really, and it's quite invisible. That's why it's good to marry locally, internally, where both of you hear the same things. Both of you believe the same things. Because if you marry someone who really believes in why you should submit and follow, and this other person doesn't hear it in that way, and hears that, well, I mean, if you wash the dishes today, you wash it tomorrow. If I cook today, you cook tomorrow. I mean, look, this equals right. What is it? Women's rights, sexism, patriarchy, misogyny. And what are the other words? Give us some more words. Feminism. Feminism. Chauvinism. Chauvinistic tendencies. Injustice. Injustice. Any more words? Women empowerment. And you hear somebody who's been hearing women empowerment, abuse of women, sexism, patriarchy, misogyny. 
I identify as a feminist. I'm fiercely independent. I mean, you hear, you, you have people who growing up listening to these things and you say, oh, I love you. She looks beautiful. And then you, then you, you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, but young lady, come, come this way. So, so, don't call me that. Don't call me that way, please. Don't call me that way, please. Please. Please, let me make one point right at the beginning of this marriage. I just want to make one point right now. <laughs> no, don't call me with your finger, please. And, and, and don't whistle for me, please. Don't whistle and, and don't call me that way. Call me by my name. Hey. So you see that the person hasn't grown up hearing and who struggles to believe that it can, I should even submit myself. The, the fact that I'm a Christian doesn't mean I should be a slave. I'm not a slave. A Christian is not a slave. A wife is not a slave. It's not, I'm not here to be abused and misused. And overused. I'm also developing the words. So try to stay indoors. Try to find a beloved locally. A local one who is hearing similar things to what you are hearing. Because, because you come to church here, you may be hearing about missionary work. And the person you, has never heard, I mean, how? Me? Why should I go to, uh, why should I go to uh, Mozambique? What should I go to Panda? What is there? I mean, how? Me? You are getting epilepsy just because you've been asked to go on a a, a mission. You are getting epilepsy. Hey! But some people have been hearing it all along. They say, What an honor to be married to a missionary. I only want to marry somebody who is a missionary. I want to marry because you had sermons like Ready at 20. You had messages like candle in the dark. You had message like 25 to 50. You had message like all out. I mean, why are you not a missionary? You had such things. Yes. The, uh, Ida is singing it and I'm preaching it. Inexorability of the mission. These are all camps on the Macanai. For those of you who are bewildered as to what, what am I talking about. Tell your, ask your neighbor, are you bewildered? It's an English word. Are you bewildered? Just find it's on the Makane. There are all messages on the Makane. And there are songs too. So faith, faith for miracles, faith for financial prosperity, it's like it also descends on you like in an invisible way. It sort of descends on you and you, you gradually grow into believing. You actually believe these things. Faith for long life. The more you hear, you are crossing 70 with ease. The more you sort of tend to grow into it, that I'm, I'm actually crossing 70 with ease in the name of Jesus. Yeah. As you hear these words, it's like it, it, it's, 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 it's sort of distance on gradually, gradually. You, you realize that it's not possible for me to die before 70. It's amazing. So that is, that is what faith cometh by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. Unfortunately, people who speak a lot about faith, the two examples, the only two examples they use are money and health. You see, so you, you tend to think that faith means faith to get money and faith 
to be healed. You see, but there's faith for everything in the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes not by hearing messages on prosperity. But by the word of God. Everything in the word of God gives faith. Faith in missions. I believe that seek ye first the kingdom of God is righteous. It's a master key to prosperity. And to never be in need. I believe it. Many people don't really believe. Because they don't see that. They have not heard it. And that's faith. It's also a part of the word of God. So number one. Tell your person we're beginning. Number one is about to come. Hmm. Today we are early, so. Number one. Faith will clothe you. Better. Than any salary. Or income. You can ever have. Faith will clothe you. This is a good scripture for a good point for the girls who love dresses. Now, if you are a girl, never feel shy that you like clothes. Because That's how you were created. You were created to like certain things. Nobody trains you to like clothes, dresses, hats. I mean, you should be, I mean, Sunday you should put on a big colorful hat and come to church. It's like, I'm just happy that I'm coming to church. Is that, is that a wedding? No, I'm happy. I, feel, I, I don't see why I shouldn't. Be. Put it on, man. We, the brothers, we are excited to see you when you look nice. We don't, we don't want to see our girls looking like boys. A lot of girls look like boys in the household. Yes. When the earrings are down, the chains are down, and the hair is also down. It's telling to a boy. Now, Matthew six twenty eight. Why take ye thought for raiment? Uh, can you change the version? Why take ye thought for raiment? Clothing. Why worry about your clothing? Kaloma shintola matala belere. Why? Why worry? I want you to have faith. Your dresses will be lined up like this. And you will have somewhere to put all these dresses. Those of you who have been unpacking from boxes before you come to church. Unpack from bags and suitcases. Why worry about your clothing? Hmm? Like you wore this blue dress in Sunday 
three Sundays ago and you've brought it again. In fact, you are very happy to join a ministry that has a uniform. So that you can wear the uniform as a savior. The uniform is saving you. Why worry? Look at the lilies of the field. And how they grow. They don't work. Or make their clothing. Change it back to the King James please. King James. Yes. They, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Spin is to make the clothing. So they don't, they don't even go to the seamstress spinning to sew. Yeah. This is what God is going to do for you. Shamat They will be brought to you. You have more than you can carry and more than you can the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will come to pass in your life. Sit down, please. You can consider these parts as prophecies. Verse 29. Verse 29. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory, Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Change the versions. Change it, change it again. <laughs> Solomon, I wish Solomon was a girl, but he's a boy. Solomon in all his glory was not dressed. But this is on the assumption that girls like clothes more than girls like clothes more than boys. But some boys also like. Yeah. But you see, if you are a boy and you like clothes so much. I think that you are straining to somebody's department. So you, you leave it for them. Let them be happy with what makes them happy. And stay in your area. You get what I'm saying? Stay in your area of expertise. There are some boys who have so many shoes. Nobody notices when you change your shoes. Do you notice when boys change their shoes? Do you notice when they change their suits? They change this suit to this suit. It all looks the same. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. That was when God himself was dressing Solomon. And God himself dressing the lilies of the field. Go to 28. The same version. Look at the lilies. Beautiful. The world is made of God taking care of things, making them nice. If you start liking nature, you'll start to admire what God has made. Yeah. You know, when you just see what God has done, you, you start to fear God. Beautiful flowers, trees, 
plants. When I was in Zimbabwe, I saw a tree. So nice. I, I really wanted to bring some to Ghana. When I was in Guinea, I saw trees. I actually brought some. Beautiful. But see, most, many of us don't admire what God made. But you see, he's saying that the lilies are so beautifully taken care of. Even Solomon didn't get to that level. Verse 29. Verse 30. Now, if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and gone tomorrow and are thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Faith. So faith can clothe you. So the more faith you have, the more God will clothe you. So keep listening. Keep listening, girls. Keep hearing and hearing. Be a woman of faith. Yeah. One day, uh, uh, you know, on a number of occasions, I've been blessed to be taken by certain great people to their rooms, to their bedrooms. Yes. Yes. And one day, a great lady, very great, she woke up myself and my wife, we went, she showed us like this. You just wave your hand like this. You see, you see. Princess Diana, her wardrobe was um, as large as 12 townhouses. 12 townhouses in the UK. Joined together. Yes. Yes. Her dresses. You see, girls, you know yourselves. If you were a princess and you had the opportunity, it wouldn't be easy in the world. Where you are, you are bringing out money to buy clothes and to sport. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Your wardrobe will be very nice. Not by salary. Says, why? Why? What is the struggle? Why is your faith small? For clothes. Faith is more than enough you need. You have more than you need. Trusting God. Today after church, they are going to make kebab. Pork kebab. Now, by the grace of God, you know, if I decide, you get what I'm saying that? I want all the kebab that is being made for 5,000 people. I can actually have it. All I have to do is to tell them that today, there's no kebab for anybody. It is for me. 
So God has God has given me kebab more than I, with any salary beyond. Yes. They are also going to make kelewili. There was a time in my life there were different types of those of you who know kelewili. We have different types of kelewili sellers. Those who count it, they have a way of counting with their fingers like that. It's very hot, but they just count it two, 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 two. And there are those who just pick the whole thing and put it in. And I knew the different ones. And when, with my small money, I was going to buy Kelewele, I would bypass and walk to somebody who doesn't count it like that. I don't like the people who count it. Because it's, it's become small when they count it. Do these people count it or they? Do they count or they just? They've almost started counting. No, I think you should count for some time for people to see. And then you change over. So you can say, oh, this is a counting season and this is no counting season. And those of you people who have not joined the culinary stars, you are missing on even how to season meat. Some of you, marrying you is like marrying a carpenter. It's true. It's like the kitchen there, Charlie. Ole loco, 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 Hard work. To cook is also hard work. Yes. So the culinary stars, they don't have people. Because hard working sisters, brothers, see a culinary star, choose a culinary I'm recommending the culinary star. Yes. If you have to choose between a culinary star or a quarry star, choose a culinary star. I'm giving you wisdom, so. Because you will not be hungry. You've got a hard-working culinary star in your house as a personal culinary star. What? Rock bands. Pancakes. Meat pies. Donuts. Banana fritters. You'll never be hungry. Yes. How do we get into all this? I say counting. And you see that God has through faith, not through my salary, not through my salary, through faith, I have so much kelewele. I have so much. It may sound like a joke to you, but it is a reality. Yeah. It's not a joke. I am not joking. Maybe you are joking, but I am not joking. Tell your neighbor, he's not joking. No. The man is telling you his serious testimony. Yes. Maybe you are joking, but yeah. Yeah. Serious. So when it comes to dresses, some of you you are tempted to borrow dresses to come to church. And I want to tell you, don't borrow any dress to come to any church. Because you have started learning how to borrow. Wear what you have. Yes. Wear what you have. You come as you are. And be spiritual. Watch, watch and see what God can do for you. Don't borrow somebody's shoes. You'll get fungal infection on your toes. 
somebody's cobwebs will enter in between your toes and before you realize it's not going again. You can't wear shoes again. Yes. Don't borrow things. Just say whatever you have. That's all. Don't borrow somebody's car. My father told me, don't drive anybody's car. If I don't have a car, I don't have a car. It's simple. Very good advice. Through faith, you will be clothed. You know, when I first started sending missionaries, I was afraid secretly that maybe they would blame me later for poverty. You know, it was a secret fear. So I've been amazingly surprised and overwhelmed by the thank yous. Rather than I get the opposite. Thanking me for sending them Thanking me for sending them. Amazing. Thanking me for sending them. Yes. For lower salaries. For everything. And you know one of the things is. I always like people to finish school before they come full time. Because so that if the full time issue doesn't work. Just go back to where. You, you see how it is. It's, like, it's not that like you are trapped. Like finish everything. So when you finish back to. Back to wherever it is you were. That was better. So the first great blessing of faith is clothing. Yes. And this is in favor of the sisters and some few brothers who like such things. Number two, faith will give you food and drink for the rest of your life. Matthew 6, 31. Therefore, take no thought. You see, as soon as he finished, oh, you of little faith. Then he went on and says, take no thought saying, what are we going to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? So I prophesy by faith, do not be hungry again in this life. How many have been hungry like you were hungry and it was like there was no way out of this hunger? Raise your hand. Hey, everybody. Faith is going to take you to a place where you will not be hungry again forever. Today is Sunday, right? Yes. You can ask my wife when you see her. After church, we'll drive the car that my father gave me. After this church, this same church, we'll drive together. And we'll sit outside a shop and pulling together our resources. Say resources. Causes of what in, in social studies? Causes of what? Lack of what? Lack of resources for what? What the co- it causes a lack of development and so on. Lack of resources, lack of infrastructure, lack of social amenities, lack of green pastures, so many things. Anyway, so the two of us will put together our resources. And what could our resources buy? One tin of corned beef. 
Because in those days, I like corned beef stew. In those days. But now I cannot eat it because it has changed. I don't know which animal. I don't know which animal is in the corned beef. Yes. Do you know which animal it is? There's so many animals I've been joined together. Porcupines and cow ears. I mean the skin, everything. The meat, the intestines, the hoofs. Have all been blended. The teeth. Anyway, so we, we, we put our resources together. Everybody say resources. After following Jesus, walking by faith, I'm saying today is Sunday. It would have been in the afternoon like this. By faith. Not that I have grown or have developed, but this life. Living this kind of life, I know at least 100 people who will be happy to give me a tin of corned beef. If I just say, I need corned beef. Is anybody here who will give me corned beef here? I'm getting, I'm seeing about 2,000. Oh, no, I'm seeing about 4,000. Now I'm seeing about 6,000 corned beefs. Somebody says, giving me boxes here. If I say it's revival, we are taking corned beef as offering. Now, please, it's a joke. Don't bring corn beef. I beg you. Now, drink. It says, verse 30, it says, uh, what we shall eat or what we shall drink. Now, maybe you don't know. In Ghana, some years ago, we drank Coke around Christmas time. (laughs) Uh, Or your birthday. Or something very special. There's a very special occasion to drink Coca-Cola. Auntie Afi, is it true or it's not true? What occasion? Christmas time and your birthday or when you are not well sometimes. <laughs> sometimes when you are not well, you are, you are giving. Yeah. Our day. The same Coke. And, and it applied to me as well. It was not a common drink. Yes. I used to drink Nkulenu uh, juice. We couldn't afford Coke. Yes, we add water. It is in a beer bottle. Coforidra juice. I never, I never bought water. Never bought. Water. When I afford water, we, we take the water from the tap or from the one and we boil it, and then we use it. Yeah, and we fill all the. But my children are here. <laughs> when my children were born, we couldn't afford Cerelac and SMA. No, 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 no. They ate. Um, uh, no, cocoa with a teaspoon of oil and then fish powder. Yes. Yes. We teach how to, how to make it. You are eating cocoa. <laughs> he doesn't know what he was eating when he was born. <laughs> wow. 
Yes. My wife never had even a whisper of complaint. Even a whisper. When I say whisper, I mean like a whisper. Yes. Not a whisper. Unlike some of the type of wives. Don't spark my engine, please. I, I, told, I taught her, I told her that at Kolebu, we were taught how to give to the children. I don't know if they sell the fish powder, children, fish powder, and it oil. You put oil in a tablespoon of oil and you mix it. Give it. The child doesn't know that it is not a SM. He doesn't know it's nice for the child. The child has just been born. How does he know different things? He doesn't know things. Yeah. But you see, by faith today, by faith, by faith, I can have SMA. Is it what is it called now? SMA, still called SMA. Lactogen, none. Octamel, Aptamel. If I ask for it, I have more. By faith. Then let's talk about pampas. Yeah. Do, do, do you use pampas for your child? Yes. There's nothing like pampas in my house. Yes. You wash. You wash the nappy. You hang it, you dry. You soak it. What are you talking about? Disposable of what? Reuse. Wash and wear. Listen, through faith, by walking the life of faith, you come to a place where People are even calculating, planning, fighting for through faith. It, 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 it is like it's everywhere. Literally. 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 It's everywhere. That's how gold and silver will be for you two. To be everywhere. You pick, you pick, you pick. You don't know where to pick it from. Believe what I'm saying. Yes. He says, you little faith people. Why are you little faith people? Why do you start with such a things you discuss and you have meetings and preachings about? Wow. It's too small for me. Hallelujah. So through faith, you will not be in need. Amen. I've given you clothes today for the rest of your life. And the ladies, the ladies, I also give you hats. Today I release hats for you in Jesus' name. Hats and what do you call the fascinators and whatever, yeah, whatever you want. Receive it. And where to keep it also receive it. Hmm. Number three. Faith is the power to put God first. 
Without faith, God can never be first in your life. Matthew 6, 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. And number four. Faith is the power to be different. I'm going to combine these two, but they are very different points. Faith is the power to be different. It says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, but your father knows you have these things. So listen. You are not supposed to be like the Gentiles of the world. Now recently, I heard an amazing study that was done. Do you want to hear this amazing study? It was done in America. It was a study on born-again Christians. Yes, and it was done by a serious marketing company. Because born-again Christians in America are Give me, help me with the, because you know, I'm just talking. Born again Christians are a large community. So, they are selling of things to Christians. It's very important because it's a large group. They voted for Donald Trump. It's a large group. You can't set them aside that easily. So, they did a major study to see what uh, what do born again Christians like? Now, and this was done by secular people, a serious study to study born again Christians to see what they like, what are the things they, they want, would they buy, so how to target them, what should we sell to them? Do you understand that when I say a study? How many of you have been to school so you understand when I say a study? Beautiful. Shall I tell you the results of the study? I mean, this is an amazing study to find the different, I mean, what born again Christians desire, want, like, what we should sell to them, what we should market to them, and what especially peculiar things born again Christians want. How many want to know the result of this study. I want to know anybody who wants to know so that I know whether I should. Let me stand up and see whether. Because I don't want to tell you the results. If you don't really. Okay, I think most of you are interested. Okay. Are you sure you are interested? Are you ready for the results? The result was amazing. They found out that born again Christians. What do born-again Christians want? They found that born-again Christians want exactly what the world wants, what the rest of everybody wants. They, they like exactly the same things. <laughs> no difference at all. It's like, ah, they are not a peculiar group. 
They seek exactly what the Gentiles seek. That's the meaning of it in the Bible. The same thing that Gentiles want is exactly what money, this, that, same type of clothes, same type, everything that the world wants. The Christians have exactly, there's no difference. That was the conclusion they came to. And I heard this from Derek Prince. He was the one saying this. He said, it's an amazing, sad thing that has befallen the church. That there's no difference. Yeah. Amazing. And you know what? There's supposed to be a difference. That's why Jesus said, this is what the Gentiles are like. They are just after clothes, money, food, what to drink. Their whole life is just that. But you, you are supposed to be different. So when you have faith, there will be a big difference in what you are seeking for. Yes. There will be a big difference. This is what the Gentiles are after. I mean, let's take your fellow classmates who are, you know, your equals or co-equals, as they say. Your co-equals, wherever they are. What do they, what does a girl like you want? What does a boy like you want? What is a normal girl like you? Boyfriend, shoes, hair, this, that's what you're seeking. Same. They couldn't find differences. Amazing. This was done by professional marketing, whatever, to target Christians so that we know what to sell to target the body. Because they have a Bible belt where a lot of them are. That's all they are in this area. Yes, Oklahoma and those places. No difference. (laughs) Hey. They are just the same. Everything they want, everything they dream for, everything, they are just the same. No difference. No difference in your aim for life. You aim what what a person who doesn't know God, that is what he aims, what you aim for. <sighs> what a shame. But you see, Israelites, up to today, see, they, they, are, they are different. And they have their hair, they have the, God always wants to be there to be a difference. And when there's no difference, it's very sad. Yeah. So faith allows you to be different. When I finished school, 55 of us in, in the class, we all qualified, 1989. 10th of March. My aim was to serve God. I suddenly became different from the rest of my classmates. Yes, I became different. Whilst everybody was doing exams to go abroad, because you know, in those days, you couldn't specialize in Ghana. If you want to specialize, you have to go outside. I mean, if you are serious about medicine, you, you must go out. It's as simple as that. There was no specialization of any sort in Ghana. Yeah. Whereas now we have. And then also, you earn much more over there. So everybody goes. Either you go here, there, or there. America, England, or South Africa. Suddenly, I said, no, I'm not going to anywhere. And suddenly, I was different. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be a pastor. Yeah, so I suddenly became different. Hey, we're looking for money. So I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for money. Suddenly my life becomes different. My aims are different. Faith makes you be different. You see, some of you, you can't, so you are a brother and you are, you are a virgin and you, you feel shy of it. So, Charlie, but you for, you for be experienced. If you have faith, you will not be ashamed of that you are a virgin. So, no, I'm a virgin. I thank God. Or you are a girl, you are a virgin, and you want to, um, what do you call it? 
Yeah, yeah. You want to cut it off, cut it out. Yeah. So you can't be a virgin in today's world. So I can be a virgin in today's world. I don't have a boyfriend. You'll be hungry. You don't have a boy. Well, you know, everybody has a boy here. At least you have some. Who will bring you what? The papa here. And who will bring you what else? iPhone. You are cheap, papa. Cheap. Papa, because of papa here and phones. Cheap girls. Somebody's going to give you. You get the phone anyway. So, there are so many girls ready for that. But you will be different. But if you have faith, you will be a different type of person. Everybody cheats in exams. You say, I don't cheat in exams. You see, you do well when you don't look at Apple. In spite of the Apple, you, you, you know the, the, the schools which have Apple more, they, bomb, they are bombers. They are like Lancaster bombers. You know what? I, I, Lancaster is not the Lancaster University. I mean, there was a bomber during the Second World War called the Lancaster bomber. It had the heavy bombs. Yes, that's what I mean. Please, I'm not referring to the Lancaster University. You, you are a heavy bomber. Oh, yeah. They, they, just, they don't understand the things when they, they see the question. They have it on WhatsApp. Before they go there, they have all the questions on WhatsApp. A wretched educational system that you can have the WhatsApp of the questions before you go in. How? All the questions from one to the end. You've seen it. You have WhatsApp two days before. You have it in the night, practically. Memorize with answers. How many have seen some before? Raise your hand. Wave. I need waving. Look at the church. The whole church. That's the wretched community. 6,000 people here. And everybody has seen WhatsApp of exam questions. How can you be educated? And when I say it's a wretched system, you want to take me to court. Wayek wanted to take me to court. <laughs> Look at it. Amazing. What is this? Is it? Is it? So, you'll be different. Yeah. You say, I don't, I don't need to. You'll be a polling agent. And they are saying, they've brought you 200 of these parties votes to add. So, you say, excuse me. You say, but all the polling agents are doing, say, excuse me, I don't, I can't change, I can't change the number 41 to 414. I can't change it. I know, you think you are better than others, you think you are this, you think you know whatever. I say, I can't change it. I'm, a, I'm born again a polling agent. I'm a born again polling agent. <laughs> be different. Be different. It takes faith to be different. I've been preaching loyalty. Pastors, some pastors were not one, several. Several. They, they laugh at my teachings. They laugh at my teachings. But today, if I land in Sydney, if I land in Papua New Guinea, I'll have hundreds, if not thousands of people, my members, faithful members, loyal members. Recently, I saw, I saw a, a caption, Pastor, 
baptized headlines of Papua New Guinea newspaper. Pastor baptizes 100 people just two, two or three days ago. So our church, the pastor baptized 100 people in headline news. Yes. Pastor baptized 100 people in Papua New Guinea. If you don't have faith, you will be the same as everybody. Everybody will be like you and you'll be like everybody. But you can be different, eh? Yes. So everybody wears a dress like this, which has a, this, and which shows this and shows the size of whatever. No. Keep it as a mystery. The mysteries are attractive. The mystery is whether what to pull the person to. As you come with your special, whatever, trying to show, you are rather taking away the mystery. Oh, but that's the fashion of that's the type of song that we sing. That's the type of this. That's the, that, that, that. So he said, Jesus said, Jesus was a bit shocked. And so I said, But this is what the Gentiles are doing. This is how Gentiles are. I'm not expecting you to be like Gentiles. But without faith, you can never be a different girl or a different boy. You can never walk with God. You cannot even preach the right thing. You know, one time, I went to preach in um, a certain country whose name begins with S. Yeah, yeah, no, not Somalia. I've not been to Somalia. You can know the countries I've been to whose name begins with an S. And then, it was a, it was a beautiful conference. At the end of the conference, a lady who comes from a country whose name begins with a Z a pastor came and then we were having breakfast and she made a comment she said uh, I was telling my husband you know, she, she's a pastor, a wife of a pastor of a big church 10,000 members, 8,000 she said oh, your preaching is I think she said old fashioned no, she was saying something good, but I didn't understand. I said, right, old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. I said, wow. What do you mean by she, she said that. She said, I'm surprised. She said, I was surprised to find that there's somebody who still preaches such things in the world. Yeah, that's what we grew up listening to when we were growing up. I'm, I was surprised to find that somebody like you who still preaches such topics. So I said, old-fashioned is not, it's not good. And she said, then the husband pointed. He said that we sat in the church today for eight hours continuously. He said, that should be the answer to you, whether it is good or not. You think we'll, we'll, be, we'll be sitting there for eight hours, from nine o'clock in the morning to plus eight is what? Six p.m. Huh? Nine to six. Yeah, eight hours. He said, eight hours continuous. Faith to be different. Yes. Not that you have to be different, but if what following God makes you odd, you should be confident to be. Flow along. And if you have faith, nobody will be able to say, 
they are doing research on you to see what you like. Mm. And when they finish, they'll say that what you like is what the world likes and you are all the same. And that we don't need to change the dresses. We don't need to change anything that we sell. We just have to give them whatever we give to them. Just put it, they are the same. What a shame. How many think that it's quite unfortunate for such a research to be done on us? Yeah. So, that's a blessing. Number five. Faith is working in your life. Amen. Faith to put God first. Yeah. No, no, number, number three. Faith to put God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. <laughs> Faith to pay tithes first. How many need money? R- raise your hand. That you really wouldn't mind having some money. Raise your hand. To put God first. Hmm? You don't have a house. You don't have, I don't have anything. And then you are saying that first thing is I'm going to serve God. How? It doesn't make sense. You don't have anything in this world. You don't have any, don't own anything. Say God, I'm going to serve God. I'm going on a mission. You see, faith makes you put God first. And I'll tell you something. You see how I was 25 years old when I became a pastor? You see, let me tell you something. This ministry work, eh, you have to choose God first. That's when it works. When you choose God when you are finished, you are not bright. You can't pass exams anymore. Your, your mental, whatever, senses are dulled. You can't even pass any good exam again. You are now coming to serve God. Oh, when is, you are no more nice. I mean, look at the girls, how nice they are. You think you'll be as nice as this? Oh, this is the nicest part of you. I mean, if you are planning to be nicer, look, this is the nicest stage. Yes. It's like this. It's, 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 it's gradual. You don't even notice that you are not so nice. God, your skin will change. Your hair will change. Some will be coming off. You still pay a couple of pimples. One or two slaps have changed the contours of your face. Different things over time. A few knocks. Yes. Gradually. Yeah. So, you, you are nicest from 25 to 50. And it takes faith to say, I don't have, when I was going to serve, when I was going to serve, I didn't have a house, I didn't have a car, I didn't have Nero. And I said, I choose God. And my wife never whispered. Now, I want to use the word whisper. Yes. She never whispered against it. Yes. Unlike some of them. One of my pastors, I sent him a mission last week. His wife said, I'm not going. She said, I'm not going. You should have seen him wailing. He was, he was wailing like a, like, a, like, like a goat who has got tuberculosis. Yes. She said, I'm not going nowhere. 
this type of wives. She said, I'm not going. Yeah, God deliver you. She said, I'm not going to no mission. Simple. Yeah. Faith to say God first. Yeah, but what do we have? Where will our children go to school? So you see, God gave me faith. Look at my son is sitting here. He's a lawyer. My other son is a doctor. And the other ones are in school. By God's grace. I don't know how they even went to school. I don't even know how they went to school. It was that never been my concern. What what what's the laughter? Oh, stand up. What, what are what are you laughing about? I, I want to understand the joke so that we can. That because he said it was not your concern. <laughs> Some is, do we need water? Okay, we, we just leave him. I say it was not my concern. Yes, I said it when when you graduated. When I was called to the bar, after this. After the ceremony, we had a little get-together, and when you stood up, you said you never thought I would ever be called to the bar, or be a lawyer, or even be able to go to school. And that, so you first of all want to say thank you to God, because you didn't expect it. Yes, I said, God, take care, God, take care of everything. And he's more than taking care. More than taking care. God will take care of you. Do you believe God will take care of you? That's what can make you come to church as a good sister in the church, working for the Lord, working in the house, working in the church. I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord, working in the church. God will take care of you, sister. A good brother is going to come along and say, it's you that I like. It's you that I like. And when people try, people try to counsel him against you, he will say that if I don't marry you, I won't marry. I mean, that's all. I say if I don't marry, I won't marry. I'll just be there. If I don't marry, I won't marry. I'll just be there. You are the one that I want. It's you or nothing. Newton's laws of motion. I say it's you or nothing. I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be shocked to hear those very words. If I don't marry you, I don't want to marry. Yeah. Yes. It takes faith to put God first. God first. If I say seek ye first, it's very different from being second. If I come and show, oh, come, I've got a beloved for you. What's your name? Precious. Yeah, I got a beloved for you, but he's already married, so you'll be the second wife, okay? You know, like, God forbid. You know, God forbid. You see now? She, she, she doesn't want to be second. But God, yeah, he should be third. God should be fourth. God should be last. God should be fifth. God forbid. God also doesn't like second. Yeah, he doesn't like second. He also likes you when you are young, fresh, beautiful, intelligent, strong, energy, life. That's when God wants you. Hallelujah! God wants to use you when you are nice, when you have energy, when you have sexual feelings. That is a, that is a sign of strength. You are a strong bull. 
I'm not an old bull. I'm a strong bull. Full of testosterone. Breathing. Breathing. Testosterone is coming out of your nose. It's coming out of your skin. Kama shatalabana. Choosing God first is different from choosing God second. Yes. I chose God as a young man with nothing. I own nothing. And as Bishop Saki, we, are, we had nothing. No. Some of you think that we had something and we were looking at, had nowhere to stay. <laughs> nowhere to stay. I told my father, can you let me stay in your room? He gave me a room to stay in his hotel. He had a hotel. And I stayed in one of the rooms. I had nowhere. I had no money to rent a house. Nowhere to stay. I stayed in his room. First year passed. I had nowhere. Second year passed. Nowhere. Third year passed. Joshua was born in that room. Yes. I can still picture the day my wife said, she's, my wife too, she's, she's in labor. She's having the, the pains. And Joshua was on his way. Yeah. And we ran out of the room. We ran out of that room. That room that had been staying in for three years. We had nowhere to stay. We gave birth and came right back. Yeah. We had no hospital. When he was born and we went to Kolebu, we had nowhere. Faith will give you everything. Yeah, more things. You have faith to put God first. I'm owner of nothing, but I believe in God. Yes. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be truthful. You see, from a certain stage, if you get a beloved, you, you, you see that it's by grace. Yes. Like, it's supernaturally extra grace. Divine. A lot of people don't know that there's a stage. The Bible calls it the flower of her age. There's a stage where you are like a flower. Everybody wants that beautiful flower. There's a song like that, isn't it? Everybody wants that beautiful flower. Yeah. Everybody wants that beautiful flower. And when you pass that flower stage, People pass by the flower and they see you as a green, they see you as a hedges. They see you as hedges. They see you as traps. Yes. <laughs> and brothers, your life is also like that. There's a time when there's a flower of your age. It's the nicest part of your life. Believe it. You know, I, I, I thank God for the young, powerful men who are breathing testosterone. That's why I want good wives for my, all my sons. I want them to have a good time. Yes. Because my sons are breathing testosterone. They are breathing. The testosterone is coming out of their nostrils. Yes. They are strong bulls. Faith to 
say, God, you are the first project of my whole life is you, God. I tell you, when you get a young man who chooses God first, and a young girl who chooses God first, yes. A supernatural. You know, one day, one of my lay pastors, I realized that God had called him, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to give the nice part of his life. He didn't want to go, he didn't want to go that far. I didn't want to go that far. Yeah. It takes faith. It takes the anointing. I decided to do something. Yeah. I, I wore a shirt. And then I, I gave it to somebody. Gave it to him to wear. He will not know that I wore it. He will be converted. He never, he never knew what happened up to today. He doesn't know what happened to him. Yes. Faith. So then when he wears it, he will change. Kashata Sakalaba. Are you still listening to me? For a young person to have faith and say, me, my life, with all that I am, even if it is only for one year, that I will give myself to the Lord. I will give him this nice and juicy part of my life. If it's only one year that I will live, I'll give it to him. That young man never knew what hit him. But when his heart was converted, he didn't even know. I said he would change. He did not know what happened to him. Wow. And he changed. Wow. <laughs> faith is coming on you. You are walking in faith. In Jesus' name. Stand up, everybody. I've not finished preaching. Stand up. Just to, just to stretch. Push the person away. The person will tell them, excuse me. Faith. Are you there? Enables you to receive from afar. You can sit down. Matthew 8 verse 9. It says, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And I say to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not 
found such great faith? No, not in Israel. Amen. I have not found what? Such great faith. Now, what did the man tell him to do? Jesus said in verse 7, I will come and heal him. But the man said, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy. Don't come. How many would tell Jesus, don't come to my house? (laughs) There's no need. You see, when you have faith, there's no need for the person to touch you. It's true. He said, no, no, don't come. It's okay. Just say something. It's okay. Just speak a word. When you have faith, you'll be far. And the person will be here and will speak a word. You'll be, you'll be, that's why I'm closer to people that even listen to me preaching more than even people that are sometimes in Accra. Who think they know what I'm saying. <laughs> Amazing. You'll be, you'll be telling myself, just speak a word. And you'll be far away and you receive. And I want to say, it is not because you are young that you believe in the prophecies. Yeah. But it is good that you are young. You know, I was 25 years when I became a pastor. You see, you can't control the church. You can't control what God is. God can raise anybody. You can't stop it. You can't turn up your nose and say, this man is not a good pastor. Yeah. I was 25. You can't stop it. Look at what God has done. Look at what God has done. 25 years. Look at me. I'm still preaching. Eh? 30 years have gone by. I'm still, I'm still on it on Sunday morning. This is where I am on Sunday morning. Same church. Yes. It will be your story too. Amen. 30 years from now, you'll be preaching Amen. somewhere. Be amazed and say, wow, 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 wow. I don't know where I'll be in 30 years. 30 years. I may still be around preaching. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be preaching, I'll be preaching. Beautiful. So when you are far away, you are listening to a tape. You see, I was far from Kenneth Hagin. Far. And I was listening to him preaching. And suddenly something entered me. Yes, that's it. You know, one day I met with Benny Hinn and I I sat with him at a table and I asked him. So, because I I heard him say, but I I didn't, I wasn't so sure. I said, so Catherine Kuhlman, did you meet her? He said, I never met her. Never talked to her. (laughs) Not even once. She never prayed for me. And if you want Benny Hinn, you know, sometimes he goes back, like Catherine Kuhlman used to go like she's flowing. If you go to the Crewell Museum, you see Catherine Kuman standing there. Like, she flows. She used to have these beautiful dresses. That's how she, she was. You watch Ben Hinn, especially his older Miracle Crusade. Same kind of thing. He never spoke to her once. You don't have to go close when you have faith. You can be somewhere, things dropping on you. And the people criticize Ben Hinn. Say, but we were there. We didn't see all those things. Yeah, you will be there. You will never see. Because you don't have faith. Because you are big shot now. 
The man said, don't come to my house. Don't come. It's okay. I know what authority is. Speak a word. One day, the archbishop attended one of my crusades. And then afterwards, he was talking. He said, well, he was just talking. He said about the miracles. He said, he doesn't shout. He was telling me, there's no shouting. There's no nothing. And then just praying. The miracles are just happening. And then he told somebody, it is authority. It's authority. What you are seeing is authority. Yeah. And the man said, I'm also, I know what authority is. Just say, it will happen. Not about shouting, sweating, struggling, fighting. Say it. If I pick my phone and I speak to somebody I have authority over who is in America and I say, come. Pardon? Come. Where? Ghana. When? Tonight? Come. That's all. Do you think they will come or they will not come? Would you come or you would not come? You come! This is the doctor, she lives in America. Stand up. If I call you, I say, come. Would you come? I say, Right away. You, what work do you do? I'm an anesthesiologist. Anesthesiologist? Big flower words, you know. <laughs> I said, come. Would you, would, you, would you leave everything and come? I will. Certainly, I'll come. Just, just come. It's authority. It's not that callable. I don't know which part, which, uh, which part of America. I'm in Virginia, but I work in Maryland. Virginia? Is it a lot of words? <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. That's how demons respond. The power. You just, you can just say, go. You, are, you can say something. You are finished. You are finished. Yes. Listen. Kenneth Hagen. You know, one day he went to preach somewhere. And uh, there was a man in the church, he came there and uh, when, he, when he finished preaching the man mocked him the man mocked him and he said oh it's just all this just hypnotism, the people that are falling down and all that, it's just hypnotism then he said there was a lady who had a lamp in her breast. He said that the lamp was as big as an egg. And he called the lady. He called the people. And the man was watching. And he, he, laid, he laid hands on His wife also was there. His wife also prayed. And he, he prayed for the lady. And the man went out and said that he cannot Hagen is uh, touching ladies' breasts and he's hypnotizing people and whatever. So w- when he heard it, he said, he said, he told his friend, listen to this to see whether I'm making a mistake. He said, a week from today, there's a man he will fall dead 
on his veranda in a week's time. And his house is within a stone throw from this church. The man's house was just nearby. So when the man heard it, he said, Ha! This man <laughs> is, is thinks he can frighten us with his prophecies and with whatever. We are not afraid of anything. So he left town. I said, exactly one week. The man was standing on his veranda and he fell down and died on his veranda one week later. Then they started to call him. Yes. The man who you said, because he was mocking. You, see, you have to be careful. Because one day, remember, I remember somebody was mocking me and then the words came out of my mouth. I said, my curse is with them. Yes. They were mocking me. They were mocking me. And I don't want the words. My curse is with them. Yeah. So that's why he said, you, 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 you don't have to come near me. You don't even have to touch me. You don't have to see me. You don't have to know me. But when you have faith, and faith is in operation, people speak words. And you'll be surprised what will happen to you. You start withering. And you start fading. And things start changing. A week later, the man fell down. He said he will fall down on his porch. We don't say porch. We say veranda or whatever. He said he will fall down on his porch a week from this meeting. Yes, authority. Not about coming to shout. And he called this person and said, listen to what I'm saying. A man of faith, when he speaks, he said, can I take it? He said, he was watching television when President Kennedy won the elections. He said he was sitting in the room with some other people, and they were watching television, and they announced President Kennedy, J.F. Kennedy, won the election as the new president. He said, suddenly, he blacked out. He will not finish his term. Yes. He will not finish his term. He was watching television. Said, when a man of God is in working, it's not about, I mean... They are praying or it's a prayer time. But a word that is spoken, he said he will not finish his term. He will not finish his term. Whether, I don't know how, whether it will be this or that, but he will not finish, he will not finish his term. In one year, one and a half years, he was gone. Yes. So, faith makes you believe in words and you speak words and it's enough. And in fact, when you have faith and you speak, it's, it's okay. Say in a word that my son will be healed at the house. The centurion, the boy will be healed. So be careful. And those who mock this type of things, people, fight God's servants and all that. Be careful. If somebody says something over your life, make a comment. A person of authority, speak and believe what he's saying. That it will come to pass. It will come to pass. That's faith. Faith is a wild thing. When you meet people that work in faith. You may try to do the same. As saying to do, you'll be drowned by a person of faith to do. You see that he's going to another level. Yeah. I hope you are still around. Yeah. Faith is the power to forgive sins. 
and to be forgiven. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven thee. (laughs) Thy sins are forgiven thee. Jesus, seeing their faith, Jesus, seeing their faith, when they had faith, their sins were forgiven. Forget about even the miracle. The miracle came to confirm. You know, it takes faith to forgive people. If you don't have faith, you will not forgive somebody who has hurt you. You have to believe that all things work together for good. Hallelujah. Including what the person has done for you, to you is good for you. Then you can forgive. Without faith, you can't forgive because you, you just say that well, what you've done for me, you spot my life, you spot my heart. I trusted people. I, I trusted you. I gave my life. I was, I mean, I was, I was close to you and I trusted you. You know, yes, you are my first. And it's like, my heart is spoiled now, shattered. Faith forgives. And Jesus, when he says, when he saw their faith, forgiveness, faith to forgive others and also to believe in forgiveness. And some of you, you know, you, you give your testimonies as though the, test, the thing is still on. You know, and sometimes what you've done doesn't leave you. And you, you, you're always like you are not worthy because of whatever. I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good enough. Huh. Look, those who have done it and those who, those, those, those who have done it and those who have done it in their minds and, and those who say they've not done it and those who have done it and have not been caught. It's a large group, eh? It's almost encompassing everybody. That's why sometimes I talk about those who are wearing glasses. Because those who are wearing glasses, they sort of look perfect. They sort of look, they they look to you through their eyes and you sense a pure person is... Everything is perfect. Believe in the forgiveness of God. He says, son, your sins, it's over. It's over. Yes. You are declared a virgin. Back to base. Yes. yes. If you've had an encounter with homosexuals, you are not a homosexual. Not to make you a homosexual. That it means if you if you've smoked a cigarette, you are a cigarette. You, you, you are not a cigarette. Or you are a chimney. I mean, you are, you are, you are none of these things. You, you have done it before, but it doesn't mean you are something. It doesn't make you a chimney. Let your mind have faith for forgiveness. You know, one day, I met a man who had faith. The sins he has committed, nobody here has done anything. I know. Nobody, there's nobody here who has done anything. If one brother told me that his, this brother started to confess his sins to him. And then he said to me, I wanted him to get out of, get out of my chair. That he was sitting. I didn't want him to sit on the chair in my office. 
He said, I didn't want this man to be in my office. He said, out of my chair. And another person said about this same person that he has consumed too much of the blood of Jesus like his his sins alone have taken a a section of the blood of Jesus. Today marks your beginning in believing that you are forgiven. He said, my son, I see your faith. Your sins are forgiven. It takes faith. To accept forgiveness. When you see somebody who doesn't have faith. Every day. And you can even marry with your old. Problems. Yeah. One brother got married. When he got married. And he saw his beautiful wife. He said no. I'm back again. In my old ways. So he just lay by her. No. He was overwhelmed by his past. Don't, this Christianity is a religion based on forgiveness and mercy of God for you and for you. And you have to, it actually takes faith to believe that you are forgiven. You are not a witch doctor. You are not a fornicator. You are not an adult. You are not a homeless. You are not whatever you were doing before. You are not. You have to believe. And someone has to believe it with you. Now, don't marry somebody who can't get over your past sins. You marry somebody and the person is always asking, so, (laughs) so, (laughs) in this case, so, are you, is it, is there, who is the one smiling at you? You can't stay with somebody like that. The person has no faith for forgiveness. Believe in the forgiveness of God, the power of God, the blood of Jesus. You are clean. You are clean. You are clean by the blood of the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. One day a brother was in a room on a bank bed. He was on a bank bed with, a, with his roommate. Then his brother started to talk one evening. Started to talk about his life. <laughs> then he got to a place where he started to tell him how he has killed someone. So, the brother who was on the bank bed became afraid in the room. Because he said that my roommate is a murderer. And your roommate is not a murderer. Was a murderer. And if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be a roommate with that person. Because as you are asleep, you say, maybe it's okay to him to do it again tonight. <laughs> forgive your man for going astray and come back to you. Don't marry him because every day it's going to be when he touches you. Say, but that's how you were touching. Yeah. When he touches you, you give him a cold shoulder every day to be cold. Because you can't forgive your man. You don't like my message, right? 
<laughs> or you can't forgive her for the escapades. In the Roman Empire, there was a Roman emperor called Marcus Aurelius. You must have heard his name before. Marcus Aurelius. He was one of the famous emperors because he was a philosopher as well. And when he went fighting for some years, he was fighting. And then news came that he had died. So when the news came, his wife was called Faustina. They actually used to pronounce it Faustina. Faustina. Yes. Not Faustina. Faustina. So when news came that the emperor was dead, his daughter, Lucia, his wife, and Faustina, and so on, said, wow. This is serious. And sometimes they would kill the family, the emperor's family. Because a new emperor would come and then sometimes there was instability. So when she called them, they thought about what to do. So she remembered that her husband used to say that the, the second most powerful man in the kingdom, the second most powerful man is the governor of Egypt. It was called Astidius. So she decided that let, let me go to him. So she went to him. When she got to him, I am available to you. I'm available. This, I'm telling you a true story. I'm available. And she just flowed. And then the man, and then she told him, you are the second. She told my husband, told me, you are the most power, second most powerful person. So she started to flow with the second. She took a ship, eh? You can imagine those days from Rome to Egypt. Faustina on the journey. So as she was flowing with this emperor, are you still around? News came that the news that they had was not, was not, was not so. (laughs) Yes. That Marcus Aurelius was actually alive. that it had been a wrong information that had come to them that Marcus Aurelius was dead. Wrong information. That he was not dead. He was not dead at all. That he had been ill, but he wasn't dead. And he was very much alive. I'm talking about forgiveness. So she, she said, wow. What do I do? So she decided to take a ship, come back to Rome, and go to the battlefield. Where the husband was. Yes. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. And she went to him. And he came in in his battle dress. He said, what I hear, is it true? What I hear, is it true? It's what I hear, is it true? <laughs> Faustina. Yeah. And I think they couldn't handle it. 
thing. So she was, she was given some poison or something to drink. Because it takes faith to forgive. Yeah. It's like, you can't, I, I can't rise to the occasion to forgive. Yeah. You need faith to forgive. That's why Jesus said, when he saw their faith, he said, I forgive. Are you still around? Yeah. How many points do you have? Only six. Okay, last point. (laughs) Matthew 14. But when he saw the wind boisterous, verse 13, faith will cause you to take a step. And I see somebody prophetically, there's a step you need to take and you are going to take that step. Yes. You need to take it, you take it. You will take it. You will take that step. When he saw the wind boisterous, Kalama shote. I think verse, the verse before that, and he said, come. And when we, Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. When he saw the faith, he was af- the wind, he was afraid. And he began to sink. And he cried, say, Lord, save me. Verse 31. And immediately he stretched out his hand and caught him and said, oh, thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? This, this story tells us two things. One, it says that it takes faith. Faith is what made him take the step. Faith made me take the step to be in the ministry. Yes. Faith made me make, take a step to start crusades. Yes. We are on our way to a crusade in Malawi and then Tanzania. Yes. The mountains of Tanzania. Yes. The far reaches of Tanzania. Far from Dar es Salaam. And, and Burundi. Yes. Faith. Without faith, how are you going to go? I don't need anything in Tanzania. I don't need anything in Tanzania. But faith makes you move. And you start moving. You look amazing on the water. eh? You are going to look amazing on the water. Tomorrow, you need faith. Because what's going to happen down the line? Charlie, you need faith. To have children, you need faith. But what's going to happen down the line? What's going to happen? But I have some amazing news for you too. God will save you when you don't have faith. No, I don't have faith. God will save you. Look at this. He says, how come you little faith? And before, he stretched out his hand and said, Jesus, save us. Verse 30. Save us. He began to say, say, Lord, save us. The man with little faith. And Jesus stretched out his hand and caught the man with little faith. In fact, another one says, how can you have no faith? <laughs> Kama shooter. You see, Jesus is a merciful Jesus. With faith, without faith, he will save you. He will help you. He will rescue you. How many have been there? We realize that, Charlie, this one I don't believe. Yes. This one I find it difficult to believe. And how come thou of little faith? 
Wherefore didst thou doubt? But still he saved him. He saved his Peter. You are Jesus' personal possession. He will save you even when you don't have faith. He will stretch out your hand. How many realize that some things I find it difficult to believe? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's stretching out his hand. He's blessing you. And he's saving you. He saved me, he'll save you. He changed me, he'll change you. He called me, he's calling you. I serve him, you serve him. I follow him, you follow him. Stand to your feet and give Lord the Lord thanks. Father, we give you praise today. How many of us realize that you cannot get this in the university? There's not even space in the university for have, to have us all in one lecture. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for the blessing of today. Bless everyone here supernaturally with mighty power. Mighty power. Thank you for saving every life. In Jesus' name. Pray with thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you for raising up men and women of faith, great faith, of walking in our midst. Just speak to God for a moment. You are declared a man of faith. By faith, you're going to do great things for Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to, me to pray with you, you want to give your life to God, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you as we close today's service. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Stretch out your hand to Jesus as Jesus will save you. Remember how he saved Peter? He said, Lord, save us. Save me. Save me, I perish. Today, if you want Jesus to save you, your hand must be up. He's going to save you and wash you with his blood. If your hand is up and you want Jesus to save you, you want your name to be written in the book of life, then lift your hand and come to me in the front where I am. Come to me here. Come now. Come. 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 God bless you. Let us pray. Say after me this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. Please write my name. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today. Say from today. I am born again. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Have mercy on me. I can't hear you say, have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give me this book. I want to give everybody a book. I want to give you one of my books. It says, 
how to be born again and avoid hell. Amen. How to be born again and avoid hell. What's your name? What? Just love. Just love. Wow. Just love. When we close, all of you, and what's your name? Maxwell. When we close, if you're having this book, come to this corner here where they put in salvation corner. It's a blessing for you. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seats. Now, everybody take your notes. Take your notes and look at it. What is point number one? Or if they have it on the screen. Faith, before you sit down, faith will clothe you better than any salary or income. Amen. Number two, faith will give you. So that's a long time. It's almost like yesterday or last week's message. Faith will, <laughs> faith will give you, clothe you better, isn't it? It's almost as if something I preached last two weeks. Yeah, because we've been here for some time. Yeah. This is a church. Yeah, not having a, a lecture. It's church service. Yes. It's not a symposium. Number two, faith will give you food and drink. I hope you've written it down in your notes. How many realize that you're going to have food? Ah, you are going to be... Look, you know something? This kind of people come to your house and you don't give food. You don't give drinks. You get it? Because there's nothing to give or you haven't cooked or those type of things. It's passed from your life in Jesus' name. Can I have an amen from somebody? And you see, when I was on campus, I used to visit a sister. And when I visited her, she would always share. She would come out with, I just thought that somehow it was like, she always seemed to have food, eatable food. Eatable food is the word, eatable food. But all the other rooms I was visiting, there was never food. It happened that there was no, there was, there was just nothing. So, your room will be a room of food and drinks, eatable food, not onion stew. Bishop Eddie went somewhere and they gave him something called onion stew. Uh, I don't want to go into the details of the onion stew. Tell somebody, my faith will give me food and drink for everyone. Number three, faith is the power to put God first. Say it quickly. Faith is the power to put God first. Beautiful. Number four, faith to be different. Different. Are you ready to have, are you going to walk in that faith to be different? Number five, and to be forgiven. I know. From afar, faith is the power to receive from afar. That's number five. Faith is the power to receive from afar. The person who is controlling the typing, you need to come forward for uh, some water. All right. Number six. To receive from afar and to, to be ministered to from afar and to minister from afar. Yes, that's what I was telling you those stories. 
It's like when he said, you'll be dead in a week. And he died in a week, exactly. Faith. Yeah. And then number six. Faith. To forgive. To be forgiven. Marcus Aurelius couldn't forgive Faustina. Because she couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. And it's a true story. Yes. Those of you who did history, you don't know all these things. Huh? It's a great war. Number seven. Take a step. Huh? That you need to take. I see you moving. I see you taking the step. I see you walking by faith. And not by sight. In Jesus name. Lift your right hand like this. Father, thank you for men. An army of men of faith. That are released into the world. To go forth conquering and to conquer. Thank you for great power that is released. In the lives of your children. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It's time for communion. Take eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless, it's the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it's the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, it is the meal of God, oh yeah, it will sustain you, it will make you whole, it will give you life, when I see the blood, oh, I will pass over you. see the blood oh, yeah I will pass over you today you hold in your hand a supernatural meal the communion of bread the communion of wine Oh, this is the bread which came down from heaven. Take my flesh and eat, you will have a life, you will be whole. You will be set free, you'll be delivered, you will be covered. The enemy Hallelujah. will not touch you. Genesis 49 verse 10 and 11. Beautiful. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from beneath, between his feet, until Shiloh comes. 
and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Verse 11. Binding his fall unto the vine and his ass's colt unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. The blood of grapes. <laughs> so as we are about to receive the holy communion, the wine, you see, you, you don't realize how literally it is blood. The blood of grapes. The Bible calls it the blood of grapes. The blood of grapes. So you are about to receive the blood of grapes, which is actually blood. That's why, you know, when I take communion, I always use wine, real wine. It's the blood of grapes. Yeah. Blood of grapes. Verse 12. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth with milk. Now look at verse 10 again. Um, Verse 11, sorry. 11, verse 11. Now, he washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. You see, this is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. Your clothes are washed. That's why in heaven you wear white. Yes. So we are about to receive the wine, the blood of grapes. Symbolizing and as a token of the blood of Jesus. That's why we use the blood of grapes. Because you can't easily see Jesus. He had only five pints of blood. So the blood of the grapes is the blood. It's, it's, it becomes the blood of Jesus. It's the necessary supernatural element. Saving you. That's why the Israelites don't eat blood. You know, in places where they kill animals, they have a way of killing the animal and turning it with speech like this. It goes up. Then it hangs with the head here and or it hangs upside down and the blood drains out. All the blood is hangs upside down. All the blood comes out. It's like you don't eat the meat with the blood. And it tastes different. And it is different. And they were not to touch blood. Blood has been set aside as a powerful force. Supernatural for saving, for washing, for cleansing. It says the life is in the blood, which means the power is in the blood. Power. Yeah, the life of the flesh. So today, if you if you believe. You are healed. I feel the power of healing. Restoration. Forgiveness. Cleansing. Restoration. Coming to you through the blood. It is indeed a miracle service. Stand to your feet. The body of Jesus Christ. kidneys, your lungs, your heart, your breasts, your mind, 
your womb, your body, receives now a transplantation of the flesh of Jesus Christ. Whatever cannot be found in the body of Jesus will not be found in your body. The body of Jesus Christ. step of your life be taken in this blood may you be forgiven and may you forgive may you be rejuvenated and cross every barrier with ease you are declared crossing 70 with ease whatever takes away life I rebuke it out of your life in Jesus' name. Whoever looks upon you with an evil eye, with an evil plan, with an evil intention, goes blind today in Jesus' name. Your enemies are defeated. I say your enemies are defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive supernatural wisdom for supernatural victories. I receive it. You'll not be tired. You'll not be tired. You'll not be tired. You'll not be tired. Whatever makes you weary. Whatever makes you tired. What makes you tired of hearing. Tired of believing. Tired of trusting. In the name of Jesus, you are declared strengthened today in Jesus' name. Receive supernatural strength in the name of Jesus. Supernatural power in the name of Jesus. Supernatural grace in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Now, concerning a meeting that has been held about you, where decisions were taken and are taken with an evil mind against you, all plotters. Conspirators, wicked minds, people who inject evil thoughts to pollute the mind of the king and the mind of decision makers against your life. I break that table today in Jesus' name. Let me hear your loudest amen. Meeting can no longer be held. I decree it in Jesus' name. Receive. Uh, there's a rope. It's prophesied. There's a rope. Yes, sir. It's like you cannot go past the rope. Mm. But today I cut the rope and I said, You are going past the rope now in Jesus' name. There's a mountain. Prophesied. It's like you cannot go forward because of this mountain. Yes. But suddenly I see you at the top of the mountain in the name of Jesus. Coming down the mountain will be easier for you. 
I see you coming down with ease. Food and drink. I prophesy food into your house. I receive it. I prophesy drink into your house. I receive it. I prophesy abundance into your home. In the name of Jesus. Now, God is going to send a woman to help you. Not to destroy you, but to help you. Receive her now. Somebody is coming into your life to be of some kind of assistance to you. Receive that assistance now. Receive it. Anyone who is not appointed by God, I remove the blanket over his face. I say, No, 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 no. You are exposed in the name of Jesus. I command the exposing of all elements that are sent, that have not been sent by God. I expose them and uncover them in your life in Jesus' name. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive military help. I see something like military, militarized and military help. Receive it. Receive receive. Supernatural interventions in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever makes you cry, whatever makes you sad, what makes you bend over and weep. Father, I thank you that it is taken away from everyone's life. Receive the joy of the Lord, joy unspeakable, full of glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I see a big handkerchief. The handkerchief is wiping your face. It's wiping your tears. Receive the wiping of all your tears from your life in the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. Amen. Your tears are wiped away in the name of Jesus. The prophecy you believe. Is the one that you will experience practically in the name of Jesus. Father, may the big handkerchief that wipes tears come into our lives and wipe all foreign tears, ancient tears, newly appearing tears, old tears, old things. Wipe them away, Lord. By your mighty handkerchief. Thank you for this blessing. In Jesus name. And everyone said. Amen. Amen. Let me hear your loud amen. Amen. Let me hear your loud amen. Amen. How many believe that the big handkerchief from above. Is wiping all your tears away. Father thank you. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. Jess, it's happening. 
Whoa, Tina, what are you doing in my car? Space is here now. No closet will be left behind. Did you say closet? Yes, the Container Store custom closets are up to 25% off. It doesn't matter the size or shape. Space is coming to them all. You're not serious. Space isn't a joke, Jess. How long do we have? Through October 13th. All right, buckle up. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.